Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning. Before we begin, let's just take a moment to arrive, no matter where you are. Just pull your spine straight and open your shoulders. Close your eyes. Lighten your mind. Invite that peace, calming, cooling sensation in your eyes. Relax your facial muscles. Neck. Shoulders. Spine. Soften the belly and get grounded. Grounded. Imagine the breath rising from the navel, coming towards your heart as you breathe in. As you breathe out, attention comes back to the navel. Let your attention travel up and down with each breath. As the next breath rises from the navel towards your heart, imagine a beautiful lotus unfolding in your heart. As the breath goes out, the lotus is closing. In-breath opens the lotus, out-breath closes the lotus. With the next breath, as the lotus opens, keep it open. Keep it open, totally focused on the beautiful lotus in your heart, fully open in its perfection. Pause your breath for a moment so your attention could be a little deeper totally focused on the open heart lotus. You can almost see little dew drops glistening on the petals of that lotus. Golden light, golden dome, 
above the lotus. Then release your breath before you begin to build any tension. Now, we bring our attention to the center of the forehead. The triangle between the two eye sockets at the center of the forehead. Top of the triangle, middle of the forehead, is shining with light. Pause your breath for a moment and totally concentrate on that spot. Imagine your eyes being absolutely still. Your eyes are still, your breath is paused, your mind is totally focused in the center of the forehead. With the stillness of the eyes, we acquire stillness of the mind. Still your breath, still your eyes, Experience the stillness of the mind. Mindfully, we welcome a nice deep breath. Slowly release it and open our eyes. It feels so good to see you so still. And I could feel the shift of energy with your stillness, as you acquired stillness here in the temple and wherever you are in your own temple, we are all interconnected. I could feel your stillness and it was beautiful.
It's the season of change. We have just come out of Navaratri. Seasons are changing. Season is changing. And there is a change in the air. And we are connected. We are not separate from this energy of change. How do we connect with what is in the air? We all meditate a little bit. We have some idea about our spiritual life. We have a practice. We do little practice, do little puja and then go on to our usual life. And I was just thinking this morning that we are just coming out of this pandemic. And during the pandemic, people will come to me and say, Babaji, can't imagine when it's going to be over. People were unhappy. Now it's over, kind of. They're still unhappy. So it's not what's outside or what's happening. Our happiness does not depend on what is happening outside. Our happiness depends on what's happening in here. Life will present itself to us in its various forms. Ups and downs are bound to happen. People do puja, people go to temples, they go to church, they go to on pilgrimage. Praying for staying in good health and happiness. It's good, at least we do that. But the real thing is, that what we are seeking is within us. That happiness is within us. Nothing from outside can make us happy. Okay. We get a sense of happiness, but that sense is fleeting. We are happy for a moment, then next something appears. May this season of change be directed towards our change of attitude towards where we, seek, we are seeking happiness. It's all within. So as you sit down to do your practice, or you sit down to do meditation, first thing that's very important is called Bhut Shuddhi, purification of the past. Whatever you have been thinking about, whatever you have attached yourself to, 
Do not bring that in your meditation. Separate yourself from that. Just like you see some of you have been to Banaras, holy city, the Ganges flows, devout Hindus come to take a dip in the Ganga. On the surface, there is lots of muck bubbles and floating, but the devout will come in, take his hands, go like this. Just clean the surface. Will close his nose, close his eyes and ears and take a dip. Come out of the, after the dip, thinking I'm purified. My sins have been washed away. What is happening there? First, cleaning the surface of all the muck that is being seen. Closing the eyes, closing the ears, closing the mouth, taking a dip and coming out thinking that I have been purified. You come out of there thinking, oh, I have become more defiled from this polluted water. Then that's what you carry. So our mind also plays a role in our, whatever we are doing. What is the purpose of our meditation? What is the purpose of our um, spiritual practice? Purpose is that I'm purified. I have returned to my pure self. We are pure self. Just things cling on to us. We attach ourselves to things, ideas, concepts, the way things should be. And then we become, get very far from our pure state of being. So this little carved out time that we take out for our meditation and prayers, First, we have to learn how to detach ourselves fully from whatever I have been identifying with. So, bhut shuddhi, purification of the past. In our practice, the practice that you have been given from the ashram, before you sit down to meditate, you do a pranayam. Pranayam. That is, just bringing your hands, opening it like a lotus, with the middle finger closing the right nostril, breathing in through the left, holding the breath for a certain time, breathing out through the right. It's a very simple and a very specific pranayama. Breathing in through the left, holding three times as long, out through the right, twice as long. One, three, two is the ratio. Now, it's not just a thing to do that I can get back to my meditation. While you are doing it, the thought in the mind is, I'm being purified. Whatever has clung on to me is leaving and I'm returning to my pure state of being. Whatever you are thinking, that's what you are creating. So may we train our mind to 
what we want to create. If I think I am pure, I am whole, I am complete, I am happy, it helps to be in that state of being. If I'm thinking, oh, nothing works, no matter what I do, I go back to the same place. If that's all I'm repeating, then that's all I'm creating. Training our mind to think positive, training our mind to see what is real. Real is our pure self. During 24 hours, how often do we just take a moment to just say, I'm whole, I'm complete. Nothing from outside is needed to make me any happier. How many times do we find to say, I feel blessed? So purpose of spiritual practice is really to take us back to our reality, to our real self. And this change of while the season is changing, it's a good time to look at our own attitude and our approach towards our spiritual practice. It's not into what we do. People pray differently. Some do puja, some do mantra job, some do path, some do meditation. It's all good. As long as you remember first that why do you do it? As you sit down to do it, you're not sitting down to pray for something to happen. Otherwise, you'll be praying for something every day. Why not pray for something that after you get it, you don't need to pray anymore for things? Pray for that, which to, to come closer to who you truly are. You are absolutely whole. Nothing from outside is needed to make you anymore. May I connect with that part of the self? May I stay in the remembrance of that? That's the greatest prayer we can ever have. Otherwise, we pray for things that are changing. Everything in the world is changing constantly. Constantly. And we try to hold on to it and try to make it exactly the way it is. It's not going to be that way. <clears throat> Our body is changing every day. How beautiful it feels when you sit with purified mind. Let the higher thoughts emerge. Baba used to give us a meditation. Imagine the globe, the earth, 
beautiful lotus is opening on top of this globe. You are sitting on that lotus. Not somebody else. You are sitting on that lotus. Light from this, your third eye is emanating, filling the darkness. Sit with that thought. When we hold images like that in our mind, it takes us away from all the mundane. If you have to visualize, if you have to imagine, why not imagine the highest? That is the essence of all the spiritual scriptures. Aham Brahmasmi. I am Brahman. If you are divine, Try to hold that image in your mind even for a little time. So this meditation, there is a globe floating in the space, a lotus blossoming on top of the globe. I am sitting in that lotus. My third eye is open, light coming out of this, filling the space. An undisciplined mind will come say, oh, it's all hocus-pocus and why do we, it doesn't work. Okay, if that's what the mind will tell you, then if you listen to that, then it will keep you there. Let our imaginations be high. Like even at the, we were doing arti. We were waving the lamp in front of the um, altar. In the scriptures, it's mentioned, I'm offering this. The lamp is nothing but the sun. I'm holding the sun in my hand and offering the light. Imagine that. So there is no limit to our imagination. And the higher our imagination is, higher the feeling em emanates from within. Some people walk around in the day, you look at their face, what are you thinking? There is nothing, beautiful sunshine is there, beautiful flowers are opening, but they're head down, lost in their own little creation they're creating. Open your eyes, look at the sky. Be thankful for the wonder, clean air, warmth of the sun, the beauty all around you. So sometimes we get caught up in our own little self-created drama and it keeps us there. And the purpose of our spiritual practice is really to take us away from this towards that which we truly are. So bhut shuddhi, when you sit down to meditate, just take a moment to remember why are you sitting here? You are sitting here to identify with, to come closer to your true self, your divine self, your whole self.
May our meditations and prayers not be mechanical. May, not, may it not be so long that I feel I drudge getting there. Five, 10 minutes, whatever you have, have a little joy in your heart. You're not going to do some fulfill an obligation. There has to be a joy that, ah, now it's time to come and be with that divine self. Imagination plays a great role in our spiritual practice. Imagination is helps train our mind. The purpose of yoga is to train the mind. Yoga, yoga is all about disciplining the mind. And whether you are doing physical yoga or not doesn't matter really. It's about looking at your mind. What my mind is telling me. Do I need to go there? If I'm led by my, by my mind, then it can really take us and put us in a ditch sometimes. So keep an eye on your mind. What am I thinking? Is it serving my divinity? Is it serving where I am going? Or if it's giving me negative suggestions, suggestions that are destructive, pause. Hold your breath for a moment. Reset. Whenever you catch yourself going in the negative directions, sometimes it's very helpful just to stop your breath for a moment and then slowly release it or take it in. Remember. I know it's not as easy as it sounds. It requires practice, practice, practice. And it also requires company of those who could remind us of that. We are very blessed if we have in the company, we are in the company of people who understands. And who can remind us in a nice way. Not blaming, but in a nice way. Sometimes if you have to remind somebody, how can you remind them? Not through words. Just pull your energy back as if you are pulling your energy back. Stop your breath. Close your eyes and take a nice deep breath, very slowly, two or three breaths. Sometimes these kind of gestures can be much more powerful communication than the communication through the words. Words that come out of our mouth create a vibration. 
words that come out of our mouth create a shape. Have you ever noticed it? You see, these are the kind of things that sometimes yogis sit around and just do this. Whatever the word is coming out of their mouth. What kind of vibration is coming out of it? What is it creating? It's all happening. We just don't see it because our mind is somewhere else. There is a word in called Bhagesh, um, Vak Siddhi. Vak Siddhi. Whatever the yogi says, it happens, manifests. It manifests because they have established a connection with this and when it goes out, what it creates. Five elements, everything is happens in this universe is made out of five elements. Those five elements, earth, water, air, fire, and space, having connection with that. Then the five elements honor your yogi's wish. Anyway, those are a whole different topic. Uh, this is a change, time for change in the season. Let there be a change within. Look at your own attitude towards your practice and do pay attention to bhut shuddhi. When you sit down for meditation, purify yourself and have your imagination higher. When you're closing your eyes, imagine your, that light, the guru, the divine mother, whatever deity or you have in mind is sitting in presence of you. The best is you yourself. You yourself are sitting on that lotus and offering your prayers. Anyway, thank you all for being here. And uh, it's good to see you. It's good to see you in the temple. It's good to see you in your own temple, wherever you are. Uh, please know, remember, your life is sacred. It's precious. May we not waste on small things. Connect with the highest, with the best that you are. Thank you all. I'm here for your words and will continue. Shannon? Thank you, Babaji. If you'd like to speak with Babaji directly, you can let me know by chatting me. Um, you can also relay a question or a comment via the chat and I'm happy to share it.
Babaji, there's a question. Um, thank you for Boot Shudhi. Just this morning, I was upset about a painful time in my past. Do I just keep offering it up over and over? Past is gone. You're carrying it only because of your, you're holding it on to. Past is gone. And yes, just start detaching yourself, not identify with it. Whatever has happened has happened. And if you're carrying it, then you have to offer it or detach yourself from it. So this is why Bhuta Shuddhi can help because when you are doing it, just think for a moment that you are detaching yourself from it all. You are coming back to your pure self. You remember the story of the two monks who were walking along and they came to a river and there was a young woman sitting there. One just picked her up and waded across the river and left her there. After a, an hour, the other one looked at this monk and said, you touched a woman. You're not supposed to touch one. The other one said, I left her by the river and you are still carrying her. Means he was still carrying, thinking about her in his mind. So whatever has happened, happened in the past and we just keep carrying it. We keep identifying it. We keep holding it. We have to let go of it. We have to let go of it. Yes. Baba, <clears throat> I have a question. I'm not sure how closely it's related to your talk, but what, what of the thoughts we have of what other people think of us. That is to say, how do we hold what we think other, other people's opinions of us? In the one sense, being good people, we have a mind for that. In another sense, we're lost in webs of interpretation and illusion. So how do we honor doing the right thing without being lost in our perceptions? I think what is most important is what you think of yourself. If you think of yourself that I am living my best, I'm doing my best, and you can look at it in your own eyes and smile, that's most important than what you think what the other is thinking because that's just imagination. You can never figure out what other is thinking about you. Um, it's just, you're creating. So to deal with that, you have an idea about yourself that I'm doing my best, I'm living my highest, and that's all that matters. Babaji, there's a question. 
Um, can you say more on the vibrations created with your mantra? Mm. I can't say it. You have to experience it. The, the vibration that's created with your mantra takes the shape of whatever you are holding in your mind. So that's why you are said, you're suggested, hold the image of the guru in your third eye or hold the image of the, the some, any image, whatever you, your mind associates with something sacred. If you hold your own image sitting on that lotus, then your mantra will take that shape. So whatever is in your mind, your words, create that shape out in here. Very subtle. I just mentioned it. I don't want you to get all upset that, oh, I don't see uh, out there. Start with imagination. There's a comment, Babaji. Perfect talk today, Baba. Just what I needed to hear. Thank you so much. And then there's uh, one more question. Uh, inhibition, fear, and doubt taint a human being. These are among the five repugnant traits. For that's a quote, wisdom of Agarishwar Bhagwan Ram. Can Babaji speak on the other repugnant traits, please? <laughs> <laughs> so three you already know. Fourth one is jealousy. What happens when we are in jealousy? We are always thinking about somebody else. What are they doing? You're not thinking about what you need to do. Jealousy is one of the traits that's really too like a termite. Yeah. So pay attention to the jealousy. What's the fifth one? I really don't remember what the fifth one is in this moment. And lethargy? Yes. Lethargy, Baba? Lethargy, yes, 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 yes. Lethargy. What is a yogi's greatest enemy? Laziness. Laziness. <laughs> so. <laughs> We all are yogis, we want to be yogis, we all have nice ideas, we create this, but when the time comes to do it, we become a little lazy, not right now. So those are the two remaining repugnant traits. I see Richard and Marcy, the newly grandparents. How are you there? 
<laughs> we're happy. <laughs> Do you see little Ashray? There he is. Oh, Ashray. He's just two and a half weeks old. Well, enjoy this time. Thank you, Babaji. Enjoy this time. The unconditional love. You'll get a taste of unconditional love. Yeah, yeah. Babaji? Yes. The, first, the, the first time I went to Benares in 1979, <clears throat> I was grabbed by a guy who showed me around the town and he took me to his house and he took me to the third floor where his grandmother was playing with an infant. And he explained that in his society, the first year of life, the baby is like a god because ego hasn't formed yet. So I've been observing and I can tell you that God does not like poopy diapers or gas in his tummy. <laughs> Just look in those eyes and that innocence and that you'll find everything there. Exactly. Thank you, Babaji. My blessings. Thank you. Okay, everyone, now we'll sit here with, I'll sit here with those that are present in the temple here at the moment. And it's wonderful to be with you. And I'm just looking at everybody here, sending my love and blessings to you. And may this change of season bring a little change in your own attitude towards your own practice. Thank you all very much.